It's here, but it's stormy here. Hello. Hello. And welcome back to Real Horror Show. <laughs> I am your host, Samantha, and I'm joined, as always, by the stormy skies. Yes, it's his eye. Oh, as I was telling Stormy before I hit record, because I was amping up this story, because it's actually a perfect segue into the movie we're talking about. Uh, let me send you a link real quick. This is a, uh, it's a real horror story. Real horror show. It's a real horror show. It's the real horror show. <laughs> so you, you've been married before. Yes. You went through the whole wedding process and wedding planning. All that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the link I sent you is to a really pretty bed and breakfast about a mile from where I live. And Beautiful. It, yeah, it's so fucking pretty. And weddings there range from about $4,000 to $7,000. But I think that's a good value because they essentially shut down the entire bed and breakfast for your wedding. Because they also give you like six or seven rooms for your wedding party if you book with them and they include wow. a wedding planner, all these great things. However, apparently for the last three years, the people leasing the bed and breakfast have not paid their rent and owe the owners $200,000. Oh shit. <laughs> now their wedding planner hasn't been associated with the bed and breakfast for a few months now because her son I think has cancer. So she had to step back, but Mm -hmm. The entire inn has closed down. They've deleted all their social media profiles, including for like any related um, companies in the area that they own because they owe $200,000 in rent. They've just disappeared off the face of the earth. And so there's this bride who currently lives in Alexandria. She went to Radford and mm -hmm. they already paid $6,000 for the venue, but they are not responding to any of her phone calls Oh. Or any of her emails about getting her money back. Oh my goodness. Isn't that like a real horror show? Oh, that would be a nightmare. Oh my god. I'd go there. I'd like go to the, to, to the place and see if there was anybody yeah. there. She said she tried, but the person there was like, oh, I don't know anything about that. They'll issue refunds in 15 business days, but that was last month. Oh, fuck. Yeah, see, at that point, like, what can you do? Like, I don't know. I mean, God. this isn't happening to me, thank God, because I would probably be in jail now for manslaughter. Yes, <laughs> manslaughter. Accidentally, <laughs> Sam accidentally killed somebody in a rage. Because, like, it's a beautiful venue, but there are a lot of pretty venues in this area for less than that. But hell, if you find your perfect venue and you get a lot for the money you pay for, that's great. But if they're just gonna shut down and not give any of their brides refunds, I get you owe $200,000, but that's not the bride's fault. It's fucked up. Yeah, you can't just fucking like take that money and just fucking put it towards your paying off your debt, like shit. Yeah, so uh, because of this, she's gone to the local news media and they just ran a story about it. Because she just, she wants to find other brides to team up with to try and get all their money back. Because it's just bullshit. She should call, like, the Better Business Bureau or something like that. Not not that I know if, like, they can actually do anything these days. But that's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> yeah. 
But you know what would make this situation a lot worse? If it was, I thought you were going to tell me the place is haunted or some shit. <laughs> Actually, it is across the street from the haunted insane asylum, but that's what another thing. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god. If we were to, if David and I were to get married there, we would have like the perfect view of St. Albans. I was going to say, yeah, I just like wake up, look across the street from that cute little window. It's like, ah, ah, yes, that's the, uh, the mental institution for the criminally insane. Also haunted. (laughs) That'd be, that'd be totally on brand for you for your wedding. (laughs) Apparently you can get married at the uh, St. Albans Asylum, but I don't know. I feel like there would be some moral issues with that kind of like getting married on a plantation could you really have a joyous occasion knowing all the horrendous shit that went on there listen bad places such as those are just vessels for paranormal activity okay like inns asylums hotels things places where people are just moving you know, they're not in a permanent space. And that's where all the paranormal shit comes out. It's like a catalyst for that kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, it would suck if that bed and breakfast was also haunted. Just like the plot of this movie we're discussing today. Hey, I'm like... I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in a week you messaged me and was like, hey, remember that bed and breakfast? Well, I just found out it's, like, haunted, too. Like, honestly, it looks like it should be. (laughs) Okay, so I was actually talking to David because clearly the current leasers of this bed and breakfast need to leave. I mentioned to him, like, the one thing his parents are missing from their wedding business is a beautiful venue. So they should invest in the bed and breakfast, and I bet they would make a lot of money if we made up some bullshit story that it's haunted. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, that would, yeah, that'd be a huge draw. All right. But anyway, today we're talking about the spirit of Christmas. A young lawyer finds romance with a spirit that takes the form of a human 12 days before Christmas. Golly, this this movie was spooky. I mean, I was spooked. Um, I forgot to add another realistic element here. You know what was really spooky about this movie? Some random woman moving into your bed and breakfast when all you want to do is live your life for 12 days. <laughs> Whenever I think of movies like this where there's like a good... Well, we find out that he's like self-aware and he knows he's dead. But I always think about this in terms of like the ghost lives there already. And then after like decades like another person comes in so then like he's being haunted by like this real human that like won't go away and she's gonna like steal his like property and shit you know what i mean like play like ghosts need to haunt a place like with walls so what the fuck no there's actually a movie that was on netflix um with abigail breslin in it that was basically that kind of idea um where the twist, spoiler alert, it turns out that they think they're being haunted, but the real story is that they're the ghosts. So they're being like, they're feeling the people who've moved into the house and the people who move into the house are feeling there is it's wild. It's a wild. And the others, you don't mean the others, do you? It's not the others, but it's a similar premise to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. And shit like that is like really crazy. That's like, 
one of the penultimate like twist endings is like the ghosts <laughs> the people being haunted are actually ghosts being haunted by humans because they can't they don't know they're dead it's crazy but it's pretty cool yeah so but uh instead of you know exercising the ghost out of the bed and breakfast like a normal person would uh yes. kate decides to fuck the ghost <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I mean, not really, because this is a Hallmark movie, but it's heavily implied that once they get married, because I guess they can do that. Like a ghost wedding. We discussed this in a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I guess it would be like a ghost <laughs> wedding. A ghost wedding. <laughs> um, but actually, we're kind of putting the cart in front of the horse, because you almost talked about one of my realistic aspects, which we can talk about until Sorry. last. I'll be honest, uh, I did watch this movie last year, but I didn't get a chance to finish it today because it's really busy at work. I decided to take the full week off at Christmas, and the next time I decide to do that and I'm still working in a church, shoot me in the face. <laughs> yes, I apologize uh, for your wanting to get away. I mean, like, hey, I, I hope that you have a good break, but... Yeah. When you're in a church and you're away for a week, is it like missing like 10 years of school or some shit? Not usually. It's just that since I'll be off the week of Christmas, there are three bulletins I need to prepare. So I need to do this Sunday's bulletin and then the Christmas Eve bulletin and the bulletin for the 29th. And that was the one that was kind of fucking with my head because to get that one done, I also have to start working on stuff for the beginning of the year. So I know who's doing what in January and set up the weekly roles and so it's just a lot of preparation oh. and I had to make sure I mail emailed uh, our um, finance guy to be like, Hey, when should I send you our timesheets since both major holidays this month are happening in the middle of the week, which is the only reason I'm taking Christmas off is I feel like no matter what I would be thrown off since I would take off Christmas Eve and Christmas. And that's a Tuesday and a Wednesday. You know? I feel like I just deserve a full week. Yes. Yes. You know what? I think I'm also going to use that time to get over my fear of rejection and start applying to more jobs and maybe even I might be delayed on this because I thought my George Washington transcript was on my MacBook desktop, but it's not. So I'll have to wait till I get that back to apply. I'm going to try and get some teaching jobs. Yes, you should. I'm just scared that the students won't like me. Uh, the, um, they probably will love you honestly like kids just like love young adults that are closer in age to them than other professors that are old yeah that's um so off yeah that's fair because um my freshman core teacher was closer to us in age and he was really cool and we all loved him even the non-english majors loved him so i don't know I'll, I'll apply at my former university and also to the community college and just see if i can get somewhere do you happen to have a Shit, for Radford, I also need a, not just a cover letter, but like a teaching of purpose. A teaching of philosophy. Oh, yeah, a statement of purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have one of those, too. Yeah, could you send me that? I can show Yes, I'm sure that our teaching philosophies are probably almost exactly the same. Probably. I just don't. I just have a feeling. I just don't know how to write one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll share with you my, what I call a teaching packet. Um which is just basically the philosophy, the cover letter, the resume, transcripts, and a list of references all in like one references zip file. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to need some of that. At least three. References are the real horror show. 
I know, right? But like, I guess like you can use some from GW and maybe from Radford if you're still in connection with any English people. Yeah, there. I'm hoping Dr. Guraswamy, the head of the English department, hasn't retired because then that basically takes care of references for me. <laughs> She loves me. Yeah, you should also use me as a reference as well. Now that I'm actually kind of like le- I have a legitimate title, so they can't like be like, "Oh, pff, they're just like podcast buddies." It's like, no, 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 we're not. Not now. We're I, not buddies. I have. We're not buddies. I don't even have your phone number. So. But anyway, I guess let's get into the movie. Um, acting. Yeah, let's do so that. This is a hallmark. I think it, it's Mara Vista. Is that? I feel like that's more of a lifetime brand than a Hallmark brand. Either way. What's the difference, I say? I know. they're It's all interchangeable now. Because they're all doing these cookie-cutter, hardly Christmas movies. Like, if this movie came out during Halloween and was a fucking Halloween movie, would you question it? If it came out during Thanksgiving, would you question it? Question it is what, a Christmas movie? It's just like a movie. Uh. Yes, because it has no wait, stop. You're confusing me and I'm well, too confused right I'm, now. Let's move on. What I'm getting at with these the movies are you saying, woman? What I'm getting at with these types of Christmas movies is they're just generic plots and they just say, Oh, Christmas is tomorrow to make them a Christmas movie. But you could just insert <laughs> any holiday into it and it wouldn't make a goddamn difference. I understand now. Okay, thank you. No, I would not question it because if you just said it's Halloween tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, yes, it is a Halloween movie. Okay, great. <laughs> just just saying is Halloween makes it a Halloween movie. That's the only thematic element you really need. Honestly. Let's keep that in mind as we evaluate acting and performance. I, I didn't like Daniel. I thought he was very stiff. The ghost guy? That's his name, Daniel? Yes. When I was watching this, I was like doing like three like three things, including watching it. I was like watching that, writing for Postcard Press, and then like like something else too. Um, maybe I was like, I don't know what I was doing, but I think I was just like talking to like three people as well, just like having a conversation with people. Um, but yeah, I agree. He was just so boring. He <laughs> he was like a robot. The fuck? And he talked like he was a pretentious high school student who just finished studying for the SATs. So they learned all these big words or worse, a middle school, a middle school student who learned how to use a thesaurus. So he couldn't just use the simplified version of words. He was like, bring your companions over. I'm like, okay, they had the word friends in 1864, Daniel. Yeah. I feel like they use like even more slang words, you know, like, bring your chums over you know what i mean like and i guess if he was a he wasn't if he was a bootlegger that means it would have been in like the 1920s they would have had so much 1920 slang they wouldn't be stiff he would be drunk half the time yeah he wasn't like really he was dressed for from like a period that was like way before 1920s too it was like late 1890s or some yeah, shit. Yeah, was he even like dressed for a time period? That's one of my production notes. Is because his costume just looked like your average hipster going to his first job interview. That's actually an excellent point because, like, looking at his clothes, which I it, like, he kept changing his outfit somehow. Although he died in his outfit, he shouldn't be able to change his clothes. But 
yeah, I couldn't like pinpoint like, oh, this is so 20s, like because blah, blah. I was like, I can't place where this dude's like what era he's from until they mention the Volstead Act and like uh, the um, prohibition and stuff like that. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so last night I watched uh, Virginia and Vita or Vita and Virginia, which is about the love affair between, um, let me look up her full name, Virginia Wolf and Vita Sackville West. And hmm. basically their love affair occurred in the 1920s. Granted, this was England, but America wasn't much different in the 1920s. Virginia and uh, Vita were a part of the Bloomsbury Group, which was a group of writers and artists and other bohemians who frequently partied, got drunk, and experimented with their sexuality. So Vita and Virginia had this love affair for 10 years, and Vita was actually the inspiration for Orlando, a biography. It's a really good movie. It's on Hulu. Check it out if you haven't. And so... Just comparing the shenanigans of real people living in the 1920s compared to Daniel, he would have just been not the kind of guy throwing a Christmas party. Yeah, seriously. He's just such a stiff loser. And Kate, I mean, what, what can you say about Kate? She's your typical Hallmark movie protagonist. Ah, well, he, here's what I say about her. Um, I got like these like, super mega vibes that like she was a girl who has a kidnap or home and or home invasion fantasy and that's the only vibe i got throughout the whole entire movie <laughs> <laughs> laughing because it's true and you felt that way too i can totally see that she's like because she's so like yeah dominant in her real life that she probably does have like a super submissive fantasy like that yeah i mean like it just seemed like she was having too much fun when there was a stranger in the place that she was sleeping at night and she was like oh this is so much fun i'm gonna go hide in the bathroom it's like dude what the fuck i mean like i know she called the cops a bunch of times but like i don't know if i would just leave Honestly, if I was like that worried about it, but like she's like, I'm not worried about it. I'm glad there's a man here. Like, excellent. Now I like can't get away. Ooh, you know, it, it's just this whole thing. And like, it just disgusted me. And I just like fucking couldn't stand her I mean, for the rest of the time. If Daniel's really not that threatening of a ghost, who cares if he comes back to life for 12 days out of the year? I mean, they could make an agreement and he could just be labeled as the owner. Or the manager, and he only comes by 12 days out of the year. They're problem solved. You don't need to stay in the house, and you don't need to solve the mystery of his murder. Exactly. And actually, like, I really, like, started to not pay attention whenever they talked about, like, his past. Because I, like, didn't care. And he died, and I was like, oh, I really don't care. And then they figured out who it was that killed him. And it didn't, like, matter at all it wasn't like this big like aha moment where we're like oh wow it was this person like it was just a, it was a nobody who killed a nobody pretty much yeah see this came out in 2015 i would have never guessed that i would have guessed it came out closer to the twilight era era because that's when you could get away with a dumb movie like this no right this movie was really dumb doesn't it end with um so he was under a curse and somehow by figuring out his murder he can just be alive again 
was like I'm I'm guessing that's how it went, but like not be alive, but he could like extend his visits other like exceeding 12 days. Okay. But I don't think that he's actually alive like a human for 12 days. I think he's just like a ghost that's like manifested in physical form. You know, what does that say um, about because Kate? he's not aging? What does that say about Kate that her ideal man is one that she only has to see 12 days out of the year? I just don't think she's into commitment and that's fine. She doesn't need to force it. She doesn't need to fuck a ghost. That's going to like, I don't know, screw up her chances of getting in with the J man. Yeah. I mean, like from what I understand in the beginning, she's on the date with that guy and like, she really doesn't want to be with him and he breaks up with her and she's happy that he breaks up with her. So she could just like, kind of like go on with, you know, her career and stuff like that. And she seems to have an excellent career. And suddenly um, she kind of like throws that away to like solve this mystery of this ghost's death because it's like her only like sole purpose because it's the one thing she's doing on her own without a boss telling her she has to do it. Um, And so like once she figures it out, although she really doesn't, he does, she like finds her purpose and now she like can't go back to her old life. But, like, the the big problem is he's, like, a ghost. He's not alive. So she can't realistically fucking stay there with no job. Um, sure, since he's only alive like, for, like, 12 days a year, she's going to go back to her job. She's going she's gonna to have her cake and eat it, too. She doesn't want a committed relationship. She wants to focus on her career. But she also wants to plow, like, once a year. So there, it works out for her. No, she, I mean, she goes, she does go back to the job because uh, her manager, like, gives her, like, a promotion, Um, but she leaves the job to, like, stay at the inn to be with him because the other guy, like, bought the place so she can stay. I, I wasn't paying attention to what was happening, so I don't really know if that actually happened, but from what I understand, she's not going back to the job because he lifted the curse on himself so he can stay with her forever so she'll never have to leave the inn okay yeah Um, you know what based on my general knowledge of these types of movies that sounds spot on that she why would she go back to sam (laughs) right she doesn't need her job she doesn't need a career she has a man i forgot that's what we all want for christmas that's what i'm saying that is her purpose is to like be the woman because she she's obligated to do that because ghost the ghost man had a choice between his other love from back in the day or her and he really just like totally went for her although she's still a stranger instead of the girl that he loved and lived with for many years and planned to marry and she was also like pregnant with his child like phone call from a canadian number who the hell do i know in canadia I would have answered. Should have answered. I didn't. What if it was a prayer? I didn't want to interrupt you. We've already done the bit where I interrupt you by answering a phone call. If they leave a oh, voice, that was excellent. Like, who the hell would be calling me at seven forty-five at night from Canada? I've never gotten a call from Canada. That's so weird. I want to wonder who it was. Canada. I haven't applied to any jobs in Canada. I mean, I did like a couple years ago. But not recently. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's them now. It's them. They just got your 
Lucky, I, I would me. love to work at Harlequin Romance. That was the publisher I applied with. <laughs> nice. That'd be awesome. That would be such a fun publishing job. I would have to ask. Would be. Fun. I would ask every author to please demonstrate how these sexual acts can be done. You know, not take their clothes off. Just show me how these ludicrous positions can be accomplished to check their uh, realness. Yes, their realness. <laughs> I don't know if you've read a Harlequin romance novel. Some of the sex acts they do in those books seem pretty implausible. I agree with that statement. That's why I only read horror novels. Speaking of horror novels, now that you're done with school, you should read my play New Year's Eve at the Stop and Go. I have some typos to fix, but I'm too lazy to go through and yeah, I would them. love to read it. I would love to read it. I'll fix stuff too if you want. Thank you. I'm sure you'll find the same mistakes I found. It's just I edit manually. I print out the script and do it by hand. So the process of actually transferring those edits back to the computer will take me about three years. <laughs> that's just that's the exact timeline that you're supposed to be on anyway. So good. Right on target. And that's <laughs> life as a writer. You never actually write and then complain about editing. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, for me, the writing is the hard part. And I really like the editing part. But I can't edit if I don't write something first. You know what I mean? So it's just this whole problem. It's just like this, like, you know, round and round that I just can't get around. That's it. I'm going to tag you in something, but just look at it after we're done talking. Uh, so I guess talking about writing, we've we've touched on the story, so it's pretty obvious how we feel about this story. Uh, um, let's see. It's a murder mystery. Isn't a murder mystery a little heavy for a Christmas movie? Like he is straight up whacked in the head, like four minutes in, just someone cracks his skull open. No, and it it made me confused throughout the whole movie, and and until I like let it slip away and forget about it. But he really was just standing there doing nothing, and just like got hit and died. And I was like, huh, he really did nothing to deserve that, and he just died. <laughs> Oops, he didn't even die in the house. So how is he haunting in there? How did he get in there? He should be roaming the woods nearby. It's a lot of holes. I see. I saw a Twitter post that's relevant to this topic, and it's like, why is there always a ghost from, like, the 1800s or 1920s haunting the place? Why isn't it ever a ghost from, like, the 1970s who's strung out on cocaine? And that's a very relevant point. Maybe I would have liked this movie a lot better if Daniel wasn't 900 years old and he was a strung out uh, Yeah. Artist. I know. That's an excellent point. We really don't have a lot of movies with, like, modern hauntings and if it's a modern movie about a haunting the haunting is by like an e evil demon entity not like a person who recently died you know so i don't know maybe the modern people that die just like unstuck themselves yeah. <laughs> i don't know with our with question. our easy accessible public edumacations yeah we can we can realize that we're dead first of all uh. so we're already self-aware because everybody wants to be dead anyway because we're all just so nihilistic and once we are dead we're like oh shit i'm dead i'm aware and i need to 
uh, ascend or descend so I don't haunt this place because I'm sick of being here. So, like, I, probably that's it. But older generations can't let go. You know, they're obsessed with nostalgia. So maybe that's why they stay forever and they get stuck. They get stuck for longer than they intended to. Let's see. 45. And there's my theory. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, her boss says uh, 45% of people believe in ghosts. That seems really high to me. 45% of like everybody yeah. ever. Yeah. Well, let me just do a little research. Google. Just, like, doesn't that seem a bit high? I don't know. And uh, when Daniel when Oops. Daniel returns to the inn and uses the electric key electronic keypad, he died in like 1923. How does he even know what that is? I guess his manager friend taught him. But still, um, yeah. And then this is true. And then Kate, not believing he's a ghost, just like straight up molests him to prove he's not see through, or um, he's solid. Wait, at forty five percent of Americans actually believe in ghosts. What the fuck is wrong with you people? I mean, we're ghosts, but published that was published this October. I don't know where their statistical information is from, but it's the same percentage that was used in that movie from twenty fifteen. So it's weird that it hasn't adjusted, unless they just made up a statistic for the movie and got lucky. Which is very creepy. I know. Anyway. Um, right, who's, who the fuck is what, the what were you saying? First off, who's, who the fuck is the 13% of the population that believe in vampires? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Just kidding. But not really. I don't know. There, there was a time when I really wanted to believe so badly that maybe a type of a vampire existed. Uh, but that just kind of came with the culture of that year which was 2009 so you know everybody believed in vampires in 2009 yeah. right. but as i was saying i <laughs> Kate, Kate, like straight up molest daniel to prove that like you know you can't touch ghosts but it's like you don't just touch him that's rude that's assault yeah you don't you shouldn't do that because like why would you touch a stranger? That's weird. Especially one with a knife and eating an apple with the knife. Because he's from the 1920s. I really thought that was... A, I, I know, clearly, he has to eat it with a knife because that's what every man did in the 1920s, which is fucking not true. Just, like, I feel like that was some sort of, like, a thing that he should have frowned down upon because he's so fancy. But but speaking of apple, um, I got an apple slice yeah. here, and it's changed my life for the better. It's excellent. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, well, you think that she would be, like, more freaked out whenever he, like, takes her to, like, where he disappears at, like, the little, like, barrier, invisible barrier, and he, like, goes through it and disappears, and she's like, oh, he must be a ghost <laughs> like wouldn't you just like fucking freak out and like run or scream or not be able to mentally process it and have a stroke or an aneurysm you know what I mean like shit like that like when your mind can't compute what's happening you'll like your brain will like break she should have okay. gone into a catatonic state and this movie ends with her <laughs> being locked up 
the asylum yeah, the- across the street from the bed and breakfast. No, you're right. The opposite of like having like an extreme reaction would be having like a suppressive reaction, which would be going into catatonia. So you're in shock and you don't speak and your body temperature drops really low and then you faint. So, but no, she was like, oh yeah, that's uh, fine with me. And then she goes back in the house and she's like, wow, cool trick. What the fuck is wrong with you? This crazed. I'd be like, you and you are both in on it, and I'm out of here. Like, this in is, like, not even that important. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? There's going to be other opportunities for a promotion. I'll just let you all know <laughs> right. deal with it. Yeah, you yes, just, you do you. Why do Republicans believe in the supernatural more than Democrats? Why are they so nervous? And paranoid um it probably they're older older and generally more religious so that probably contributes to it because i feel oh, like um yes liberals tend to skew agnostic atheist more than christian which is weird because of how liberal jesus was in his teachings yeah yeah you know we're not supposed to bring that up to Yes, but no, I agree. It's definitely uh, definitely a matter of age and religious beliefs, for sure. Because you gotta believe that there's an afterlife, or else what is it all for? And then that's when people's brains break, too. It's for nothing. Ugh. I like to the J-Man, I said I that. I like to think the tunnel of light we see when we die is really just the opening of your mother's vagina, so you can restart your life as a baby. You do it all over again? Do you really believe, like, reincarnation and stuff like that? Incarnation, but just, like, the universe and time is, yeah. is on a, this in, infinite loop. Infinite loop? Yeah. Like, you'll always be you, that, like, but you'll just start yeah. over when you die. Will you, have your, will you have the same memories, or do your memories just kind of come about in forms of deja vu? They Because you've lived it before. They come about in forms of deja vu. Just copying everything I'm saying, or do you really believe oh, that's this? That's what I believe! <laughs> um you know what i can believe that to a certain point you know like because like how who am i to say that it's wrong nobody knows you know yeah yeah and you can't really prove jack shit because the only people who can prove what happened after you die is you die like we do we know that much for certain is that you die you're here High school chemistry, we had a lecture on string theory, and it blew my fucking mind. And, you know, it opened up all these, like, things to think about, because when you die, it's just your body dying, but what happens to your actual essence, your actual being? And that shit fucked me up. So that's why I think it's an infinite loop where deja vu happens because you're doing something you've already done before. And your essence just gets reborn into you again. Hopefully in my next life, I make some better life choices. Like, you know, I don't know. I was going to say go to NYU, but I saw what a apartment in Manhattan for what I was paying in Alexandria would be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Two words. Communal bathroom. Oh, I didn't know those existed still. Yeah. Which granted, that was Manhattan. I'm sure in Greenwich <laughs> Village, I'd find something a little better. 
Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but back to what we were talking about before about uh, having multiple lives that you're living and you're the same person. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, okay, so your deja vu is pretty much you remembering things that have happened before because you can't remember, you don't have like all the same memories. Um, so is it the reason why we like meet certain people that we feel like we are supposed to meet and people that we meet, some of them are very wise and some of them are not very wise. Is it because they've had multiple lives uh, that, and some have not? That seems fair. Like, I don't think I've ever had that sensation of deja vu. So what if this really is my first time going around? Never had deja vu? I don't think I have. And maybe that's like justification for the Mandela effect. Never mind. The Mandela effect is bullshit. <laughs> we can't bring that shit into this because it's not even the same fucking thing at all, dude. It doesn't exist. You're right. Um, <laughs> it was just made up to confuse us each other um but uh yeah i can't explain deja vu to you but when you have it you'll know and there's only one way to describe that feeling and you'll be like it was deja vu that just happened and you, you there's you've had to have had it if you dream you know then i think that you've had to have had it at least once or something or maybe you're a newborn. I don't know. But I would say you're very wise beyond your years. So I don't think so. If I put my, you know, put like my foot in this like theory that we've got going on here. Anyway, uh, Daniel was married in his previous <laughs> life. How fucked up is that? That he like chooses to not move on to the afterlife and stay with this bitch he's known for 12 days that's what i'm saying and she was pregnant so they did get married yeah, the, he was married to her and she was pregnant and probably like a a black jack randall in outlander he married his brother's sister his brother married her so she didn't have to have the shame of having a bastard child but then the baby died a few days later so i guess he's just clear of all responsibilities because everybody in his life is dead it's not like they're anxiously waiting for him to get to heaven that's what they meant when they said that her marriage was just a cover because i like wasn't paying attention but then i heard them say that and i was like uh what oh well whatever and i just like moved on i understand now thank you for clarifying You're that welcome. that makes it's sense. kind of like the end of titanic where rose and jack reunite it's like oh so when she gets up there, she's just going to start boinking Jack again. What about the man she was married to for, I don't know, 50 years? Ah, do they even discuss who she was married to? Because it wasn't Jack. Yeah, it was, it was some guy. I mean, I, I, assume, I assume she loved him. She had children with him. Yeah, she had children with him. I mean, I'm sure she loved him in, in some way, you know. Well, good discussion. Good, good discussion. Uh, what did we think of the production? We we talked about this on Facebook <laughs> for a few minutes. I know you just wrote wait. It. I just <laughs> just you just wrote okay. I just wrote okay because it was blank before, and so I had to put something, and I just put okay because 
it was fine. It was a movie and I was able to watch it and nothing interfered with my viewing of the movie. Look, you got another so production note. Oh boy, thanks, Sam. You know that she's not playing the piano because oh, did you notice that? I, I didn't Any... notice that because I'm not finely tuned to music. But I believe you. Wow. It's just that like her hands were like right in front of like her chest and she was playing a song that like was going all over the place. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess you don't know how to play the piano then, huh? Yeah, that, that's definitely a production error where the person directing should have been like, hey, you're playing an actual song, move your hands. <laughs> move your hands all about. <laughs> the music choices in these movies are always weird. I remember one um, where they went to a bowling competition and when the team you're supposed to be rooting for wins the bowling competition, they start playing Joy to the World I'm just like, maybe, maybe don't. Maybe not? <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, just because it's in the public domain doesn't mean you should use it for an arbitrary moment like this. Yeah, um, that's a good note. And I feel like the other note was the other thing I did talk to you. You're, you're right. We talked about it was like music that is silly in spots where the action in reality is not silly at all yeah okay and how i <laughs> described it for like both bad children's movies and these trashy hallmark movies is they're trying to make the lower common denominator laugh because for children's movies it's children and the writing isn't good and so funny music cue do 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 <laughs> but instead of children for these hallmark movies it's wine drunk moms <laughs> binging right. so they don't realize that the moment isn't actually funny they just hear the funny music and they're like ah. <laughs> it's like a mental cue that tells your brain what's happening is funny whereas a and so you're like and you just go with it <laughs> As a good children's movie, like The Emperor's New Groove, relies on excellent writing yeah. to tell their jokes. Right. Uh, yeah, I fucking love The Emperor's New Absolutely. Groove. I need to rewatch that. Yes, but a good example when I like when I really got mad at the stupid fucking music was it's it's not even like a song. A mu it's not a music song. It's like a musical cue. It's like a sound, like a jingle almost. Like I'm watching a commercial. Um. And uh, it was whenever, like, the ghost, like, makes himself, like, known to her. And she's like, oh, oh, my gosh, who are you, a stranger? And he's like, get out of my house. And he, like, fucking, like, grabs her and, like, throws her over his shoulder and, like, places her outside. And it does, like, a give you, like, Boo -doo 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 -doo. like, oh, that's so cute. Because he touched her and, like, grabbed her and it was intimate and cute and funny and they're going to be together. And it's, like, actually, like, he's a stranger and a ghost. She's never seen him before and he, like, grabbed her like that. I'd be, like, really upset freaked out. And I'd just leave. I wouldn't stand on the fucking porch all day and be cold. Where's her car? Yeah, they don't, they don't understand, like, tone yeah um let's see where maybe just no music during that part would have been better i did appreciate that this movie it was winter because a lot of these hallmark movies are usually filmed in july so there's no snow on the ground but golly there was a lot of snow on the ground which leads us to your realistic oh, horror aspects 
Um, there was a lot of fucking snow. So much snow that you couldn't see the road or anything. It was just snow. And I don't know how the fuck they got around without there being an issue with travel. Did they ever bring that up? Because that could have been a good reason to justify why she decided to stay at the end instead of being a normal fucking person and leaving. They, I mean, they bring up why, one of the reasons why she stays at the inn is because she, she's a long way from home and she had to take like a plane or some shit, but she never once mentioned like, oh, the snow, it, it's unbelievable. And, you know, it, it's, you know, going to be a problem driving in it. I should wait. No, it's just that she was far away from Boston and I don't even know where the inn was at. So far enough that she needed a plane another realistic realistic aspect being in love with an imaginary person because you're actually insane which is actually a good story prompt yeah wouldn't that that i yeah i thought about that i was like that would be kind of cool if i read about that but um yeah i mean this guy's a ghost to some people who don't believe in ghosts he's simply not real and doesn't exist. Therefore, he's just part of her imagination because she has some problems and she's in love with this thing that she just created. So that's fucking weird. I mean, of course, we have to assume that everybody believes in ghosts because if they look like this and they're from the 1920s, why not? You know, but yeah. able to touch a ghost when they have to be super strong to even appear in front of you, let alone physically manifest solidity. Solidly. Yeah, like actually manifest where you can touch touch it and it has mass. Um, I know that we're getting like pretty technical about this, but you have to be for ghosts to appear to you, they have to uh, be able to use so much energy like that is naturally around them in certain areas and from people. And there's no fucking way this dude would be able to physically manifest like that all day and all night for 12 days, feeding off of the energy of just one girl. She'd be dead or like insane or she wouldn't even be. It just wouldn't happen. Okay. Like she'd see like a, a figure you know, things would move. She wouldn't be able to touch him and, like, communicate with him like humans do. It just wouldn't work that way. Shit. I really want them to make a sequel where she gets pregnant and they have to, like, figure out how to fucking explain that one. Listen, I don't know if you've seen... I mean, I know that you have seen um, American Horror Story the first season, but we all know what happens when... A human and a ghost have a child. Your daughter kills herself becomes and becomes the a ghost. No, it becomes the Antichrist. Oh, sorry. Sam, it becomes the Antichrist. Okay? It's the bringer of the end. So you shouldn't fucking do that because, I mean, I don't know if it has to be a special evil demon. He's not evil. But, like, from what I understand, from what pop culture has showed me, if they were to have a ghost slash human baby, it would be the bringer of the end. So, yeah, they shouldn't do it.
was a good discussion. What other? Uh, nice. Having a concussion is horrifying. Uh, falling in love with a ghost and killing yourself to be with them forever. That was the first thought I had upon watching this. I was like, well, I mean, when she falls in love with a ghost, there's only one way she can actually really be with him and we can't bring him back to life so she's gonna have to die i write like and that's that. a scary version of this would that fall under parody or would they sue me i'd watch it and i'd call it a straight up horror movie and it would not be a parody because we need more christmas horror movies it would end with her just like straight up killing herself was the ghost really but real? It would happen. Or was he imaginary? Ah. That's what I'm saying. If you had if you had her do that, it would have to encompass like all of this. Um all mixed together, and then it would be a real mind fuck. Especially um, prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, let's go back to the concussion thing. She didn't okay, so <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck they show the part when she gets hit on the head with a vase. I know, okay, so an unreliable narrator is not something that should be easily inserted like that into a movie like this. Like, no. Because, like, seriously, like, the plot already says that there's a ghost in the summary. So you can't make her get hit on the head with a vase and then suddenly it's all in her head. Because, like... Don't even have that if you're not going to fall back on it later. Uh. You even have to tell the cop that that happened. She shouldn't have. So, I don't know. Anyway, she had no symptoms of a concussion anyway, so she was fine. Yes, prohibition. Um, That was a very scary time because a lot of people did what this guy did and just like got fucking killed by other people doing it too it was like such a time to be in a gang and do like excuse me secret things where you were taking alcohol across you know lines state lines and things like that so i don't know i guess it's a scary business yeah very scary but i think that about wraps it up Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> I just saw the time. I want to go drink some hot chalky and watch the OC with David before he goes to bed. Uh, I want to drink hot chalky too. I have to go start making a soup for Luca before he gets home. Nice. All right. So, let's read yeah, those. Nice. I've been late. Let's read those end notes. Yes, I've got them right here. All right. <clears throat> yes. Let me prepare the outro notes. Okay. Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Tonight we learned that you should not fall in love with a ghost. That's it. Cool. Like what you hear? You can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at horror show underscore underscore pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. 
We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. We post written reviews. Sometimes I might write one. I might not. But when we do write one, they're a doozy. Uh, We love horror. And if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. I don't know if you guys have seen Sam's uh, gifts. Uh, she's been posting on the Real Horror Show Twitter lately, but they all involve drinking copious amounts of coffee. So she really needs it, you guys. I don't know what's going on over there, but yeah. You know, the Starbucks holiday drinks are out. We love that ship. Submissions mm-hmm. uh, are open for our yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. Any other pertinent news? Uh, not right now. Chances are this will be our last episode before until the new year. So have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Guys, see you on the other side of the day. How, does, how do you feel about that? Think about that for a minute. We've lived through uh, three days. I know. One day lives with death. All right. Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. Fuck off and have a swell evening. Bye. Bye.